We all know that the movies and TV shows of yesteryear had fewer problems than the gratuitous stuff we're exposed to these days, right? Maybe. Then again, maybe not. Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here, your host for The Plugged In Show. Focus on the family's weekly conversation about entertainment, technology, and your family. Thanks for joining us. You know, I think it's easy for us to idealize the entertainment of the past, especially some of our favorite shows or movies from when we were growing up. And yet sometimes when we revisit those things, we realize they were not as problem-free as we remember. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And we'd love for you to join the conversation too. So be sure to let us know what you think of today's podcast by emailing us at team, that's T-E-A-M, at thepluggedinshow.com. Joining me for today's conversation are Paul A.C., Kristen Smith, and Jonathan McKee. All right. Glad to be with you guys today. So I want to start with this question. When you were a new parent, for some of us that was many moons ago, for some of us we're beyond moons into some other sort of <laughs> geological time span. And so long ago. <laughs> Or three months ago. And for some of us, it was three months ago. <laughs> so when you were a new parent, what was one movie that you look forward to showing your kids when they were old enough? Okay, I don't just have one movie. I want to show my kids like all the Disney classics. Oh, so you're going for entire companies. I'm just the whole <laughs> Disney. That's right. <laughs> Specifically, Pocahontas was my absolute favorite. So, Okay. Yeah. All of Disney, but especially Pocahontas. Yep. Oh, I just couldn't wait to show my son Godzilla. And it's not because Ooh. I wanted to see Godzilla, but my son caught me watching Godzilla when he was like five years old. And I told him, I said, no, maybe when you're a little older. And man, I tell you, it was probably every day from that day forward. Am I old enough to watch Godzilla? Am I old enough to watch Godzilla? And I didn't really even care about Godzilla that much. There was other, I probably had a list of movies I really, but it was every day. And so it was kind of like the, maybe, you know, when I'm old enough to watch Godzilla, then I've attained that, you know? And so one day I finally said, when you're nine. And so for all of eight years old, it was like, you know, when I'm nine, I get to watch Godzilla. I was even thinking, I have no idea if he's going to be frightened of the little Godzillas running around. I don't know, you know, all this different stuff. And sure enough, nine years old, man, he was so excited. And we got to stay up just the guys and watch Godzilla. And it was just a very mediocre film, but it was a very special That's movie. Well, which so one? Great. Which one? Because there's a lot of Godzillas in different eras and everything. Yeah, yeah. It, it was the Matthew Broderick that's one. That's the best one. That's oh, the no, one actually, I've seen, oh, I but that's the best one. you were talking about the original one. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's actually not a real Godzilla movie, but that's another podcast for another that's time. That's another podcast. We'll now move on to Paul. Paul, what about you? You know, Adam, I'm afraid I think I'm going to steal your pick. <laughs> I know, I know that Is it going to be Star had... Wars? Yes! <laughs> Oh, of course it's going to be Star Wars. Kristen, very good. Oh, my goodness. Star Wars was such a pivotal moment in my childhood yeah. wow. that I had to I had to force my kids to watch it. I had to plop them down, force them to watch it when it was, when it felt like it was right. You know, seven years old, it felt like it was about when the perfect time. It felt time. like it was right. That's <laughs> well, good. I All mean, right. let's face it, seven, nine some of these decisions are totally arbitrary and made on the fly. You know, Jonathan didn't think about nine ahead of time. It just came out, right, Jonathan? It did. Well, and sometimes, sometimes, you know, when you're a parent, it's when you can't wait any longer. 
Right. You've got to make your kids see why you are the way you are. And Star Wars is a big part of that. Yeah, that's <laughs> Is that that's your thought? Well, no, I'm going to go with Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. No, I'm not. It was Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the funny thing. This is so funny. My son and I have a running dispute about how old he was when I let him watch it. He says four. I say six because I was six when I saw it. So, you know, we're plugged in, right? We want to do the right thing and help other people do the right thing. We were at the debut of one of the new ones, and there was a news crew in the lobby of the theater interviewing, as it turned out, not me, but my son. And Henry's like, yeah, you know, my dad let me see Star Wars when I was four. And I'm like in the background going, it was six. It was six. And so it's turned into like this big Cut joke in our family. It was six, by the way. I just want to reiterate that. But, <laughs> but, you know, like Paul was saying, I think that there are stories that are very much a part of the fabric of our families and the fabric of who we are. And I know, Kristen, that your annoyance level with Star Wars <laughs> It's not going away today, but for those of us who grew up in that era... We'll work on you. It, oh um, my gosh. it was something that really influenced us. So with all that in mind, I want to start today with a very simple idea that I think when it comes to movies and, and thinking about the past, I think a lot of us have. I think that we have an idea that things today, when we're talking about entertainment and how nasty it can sometimes be, things are worse today than they were 20 or 30 or 40 years, 50 years ago. And so my question is, do you think most people would agree with that assumption when it comes to entertainment, that things are just sort of steadily going downhill when it comes to content and why or why not? I think that I've heard a lot of people say that a lot of, I guess, older generations talk about how, you know, like it wasn't like this when we were kids or, you know, there's no way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've even thought that myself of certain shows that I see for kids. I'm like, wow, I don't remember Arthur being that way or like Clifford the Big Red Dog or something like that. Um, Of course, these things have evolved, but um, it's always interesting because if you take humanity in general, it's not like if you read the Old Testament, people were sinless or terrible things didn't happen it's uh it can be quite the x-rated book there are some terrifying stories in there and so humanity hasn't become less sinful and so i think you can see that in entertainment now just as much as ever now we might be pushing the boundaries in certain areas a little bit more when it comes to like kids i think kids shows have definitely changed a little bit but yeah i i I totally agree and i i think one of the differences now today is the access to the media because you know adam and paul and i grew up in a world where there was definitely some foul stuff out there um but it wasn't as easy to access we couldn't just click on our phone and watch that movie with its foul content at any time in the school bathroom in the middle of a field you know in our bedroom (laughs) at night but we live in a world where 79 percent of young people um have a smartphone in their pocket and this allows them to access this stuff as often as possible and so it probably makes us feel like man they have access to so much uh which is true sure yeah so you're saying that it's not so much that the content has changed but the way that we watch has changed am i hearing you correctly on that well well in some ways i mean 
like take music, for example. If you look at music 20 years ago, I would say it definitely has gotten worse. And here's what I mean. Um, if you look at music, for instance, that we all grew up with in the 80s. Sorry, we all, we guys, Adam <laughs> and Paul and I grew up with in the 80s. There was definitely some examples of foul content uh, in that music, but it wasn't mainstream. Now, if you look at the top 10 now compared to the top 10 30 years ago, for sure, much more explicit content in there. So there are examples like that. Um, but again, now young people can just stream it on their device whenever they want, where we had to physically go out and buy that CD and actually get through that yeah. gatekeeper of the guy who said, sorry, there's explicit lyrics on that CD. So we had to sneak over to our friend's house and record his or, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Not that you ever did that. Yeah, I'm right. sure. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> See, I can't imagine like. I mean, as far as he was talking about music, you think about, sorry guys, with the 80s, but like Metallica, ACDC, like all this stuff. Like yeah. I've heard some of those songs. No, and in, in, in some ways I think that the lyrics are more explicit. Well, right. Today. But today. Ah. Yeah. But I also think that there was a lot of really crude and crass content that you, you found, you know, right on in the top 40. I think of, of Come On Eileen, that song, that... That had some uh, some issues. It wasn't necessarily right that out there in front, but it was definitely there. I think it's like asking which variation of the lie is better, right? Well, and that's like... an interesting point. So I the was... one where you're not sure that they're lying, or yeah. the one where it's obvious, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good point. Very good point. Not too long ago, I was actually re reviewing the newest incarnation of Looney Tunes, the Looney Tune cartoons on HBO Max. This is a pretty interesting case study, actually. It really is, you know, because I think that, that most of us grew up with those classic Bugs Bunny, Roadrunner, uh, sure. Porky Pig cartoons. Um, in many ways, they had to clean them up when they remade them. When you look back at those original cartoons that we think of as being so innocent, they had... You know the 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 big the big thing that you read about actually when when it came to Looney Tunes on on HBO Max was that they took away Elmer Fudd's gun. You know he couldn't be carrying a gun. Aww. He had to chase after Bugs Bunny with a scythe or with his bare hands or whatnot. Now how a scythe is better than a gun, I don't know. It feels, it feels worse to me. But there are some elements of, the of this cartoon that they had to sort of expunge. You know. It, those original cartoons, they had tons of drinking, they had smoking, they had some some stereotypical attitudes that were pretty problematic. Um, and you don't find those in the newest incarnations because you just can't do them today. Interesting. Well, I think that's right. And I think that it gets at this sort of core assumption that it's all getting more worser. You right. know, it's yeah. it's just, right. you know everything we see is is way worse than it was mm -hmm. way back when but i think that sort of illustrates well maybe maybe not um so my next question is this do you think we tend to idealize the past including entertainment that we might have consumed when we were growing up and why or why not i think we do I mean, I think that, that we definitely idealize the past. And I think it's also just human nature. I mean, it's almost like our, our own memories, right? Yeah. Right. I look back at high school as this wonderful, innocent time where you were able to do things. You were young. You were healthy. All this kind of stuff. And it was awful. It was awful. Right? When, when you go through it. There's, <laughs> there's lots of issues that we tend to forget about because I think that as we remember things, we automatically remember the best things. Yeah. yeah I think you're trying to – like. If it's nostalgic, 
you're trying to hold it up to a different level, right? Like you're looking back on these fond memories and it's the memories that are associated with the content. And so of course it's going to be a little clearer. Like I think like the first time I watched Mean Girls, um, I mean, I'm sure I saw everything and all the content and stuff, but of course I like, it's, it's a great movie, but I probably can't say that. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway. Um, I look back on it it's now. It's a movie with interesting social dynamics yes. that we can talk about. Yes, and I look back on it now and I think, oh, that was in there, or that's in there, or you know, there are tons of movies that you can use that example. But like you were saying, the nostalgia attached. Yeah, I think that sometimes uh, it also depends who we watch that film with. Yes. I remember as a kid watching a movie with my friends and even thinking it was good, and years later being like, oh, okay, you know, and then sitting down to watch it with grandma <laughs> and going, yep. wait a minute. <laughs> Grandma, let me shield your eyes <laughs> and plug your ears. And maybe we'll just get you a helmet like Luke Skywalker wore. That's from Star Wars. Ah, well, that yeah. brings me to my next question. <laughs> what are some movies that we might, you know, personally recollect fondly from our youth and you've seen recently and thought, holy cow, I don't remember that. Um, and, you know, what are some examples of those? Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit off what you were probably asking. This is exactly what you were asking, but I'm going to go way, way, way far back in the back. (laughs) I was watching with my wife. very curious about where you're going. I was watching with my wife, The Thin Man, a couple of weekends ago. Now, you guys probably have not heard about it, but it was a 1934 black and white movie. How bad could it have been? How bad could it have been? It was during the Hayes Code. You're not going to have a lot of issues, right? Wrong. 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 (laughs) The Thin Man is sort of this detective story, right? You've got uh, Nick and Nora. It's this couple that sort of investigates these crimes, solves these murders. They're really witty. They're very light. But they drink all the time. They drink all the time. There is one point in the movie where uh, a guy sort of asks him, so so can you tell me about this case? And and (laughs) Nick says... I can tell you that it's putting a big damper on my drinking, you know? <laughs> and so you have, you have these issues that, that just sort of pop up. And I remember actually watching one of these Thin Man movies with my mom. We were big old movie fans. We watched it together, and she walked out saying exactly what you said, essentially. I loved those movies as a kid, she said. I had no memory of how much drinking they did. Yeah. Right, yeah. I will go not so far back because we can all think of examples. We've, we, we've talked about many examples on this podcast before. We've talked about 16 Candles. We've talked about Goonies. And, and oh, my goodness, once you see those. Um, I, we've been having McKee movie night during COVID-19. And my parents live just 36 feet away. So they come over and we watch these movies and it's been really good. And we've, and we've watched Forrest Gump. We've watched, gone back, watched American Graffiti. Well, last week we watched one of my favorites and it's a movie called A Bronx Tale. And <laughs> fantastic movie written by Chaz Palminteri, directed by Robert De Niro. But one of the things they wanted to do is they wanted to make it very authentic of the Bronx. Uh. And even though... It really, as a matter of fact, I mean, during the racial tension right now, it's got great, I mean, it, it's a great discussion starter, a really well done movie, but it is just packed full with language. And I kind of forgot and was almost a little embarrassed of how much language there was in the movie. And sometimes we just forget this because I was thinking thematically and wow, you know, this film's, you know, an important piece and it makes you think, but man, there was just a lot of language and I'd forgotten how much exactly there was. Yeah, that's hard. I remember watching When Harry Met Sally 
um again like after a really long time and there's a specific scene in there that is super uncomfortable that you're not going to want to watch with basically your parents or anybody (laughs) and of course if someone's in the room uh, you know you, you just don't you don't remember these things and I don't know. I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's because you're caught up in the storyline and, and it just kind of like you forget about it after time, and then you watch it again and you realize, no, oh, it's not as innocent as I thought. Well, and it's funny, and, and I want to talk about this a little bit more. Um, cultural mores really shift over time, and I think that we have this idea that things are just getting worse and worse and worse. But I think. I I have begun to think about culture more like a hurricane and hurricanes are not like straight line destructive. They rotate, you know, and there's, there's this constant rotation of things. And, um, one of the ways that I've seen this in, in my job here at plugged in is, um, I've gotten to review a number of remakes of eighties classics. So I did Ah. the review for karate kid and footloose and red dawn, um, and I went back and watched the originals. Oh man! Um, and and some of them, like Karate Kid's, one of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, it's just it's one that I know well. Uh, but there's a scene of a high schooler smoking pot in the bathroom stall. I had totally forgotten that. Um, there's a lot more language in almost everything from the '80s. I mean, just oh yeah. There's profanity all over the place, and I'm not talking about gritty R-rated movies like you know where they're sort of trying to meet some quota for profanity today, but, right. but just fam- PG, PG family fair, yeah. you know, um, and Footloose. Oh my goodness. Man, yeah. The original Footloose is pretty, not raunchy, but suggestive. Um, I mean, it's, it really surprised me in all three of these cases, the remakes from, you know, the last five to 10 years were much, much more sanitized than these feel-good movies from the 80s. Um, and Red Dawn wasn't a feel-good movie from the 80s. You know, it's about the Russians invading, and they change it to... Feel bad. You know, a feel-bad movie. Yeah. The North Koreans invading, and it was just... Well, it was just absurd, so we'll say no more about that. <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, we what we see are different blind spots that the culture has. Yeah. And at different times in our culture's history, there are different things we look at and we say oh my goodness, I can't believe that. And so I'm wondering, are there any things that you can think of issue-wise that we're sensitive about today that maybe we weren't 10 or 15 or 20 years ago or vice versa, things that were a big deal then that maybe aren't now? Yeah, I can think of one. I've seen a few films, older films, that uh, joke a lot about sexual harassment. Mm, It's like a huge joke. yeah, that's uh, a great example. And it's very interesting now because, of course, we're actually having like real conversations about how this actually happens all the time. And it's it's not OK, but we've joked about it for years. So shut up and get back in the kitchen right. um, because that's just the way that it's always been. And so that's been really interesting to watch that shift culturally. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can think of a ton of examples. I mean, we've already gone through a few of them. I think that that there's a great deal more sensitivity to smoking. You know, there oh, was a yeah. push to not have any smoking depictions at all in in anything, in in any movies less than R. Right. You know, and I think that that for the most part, movie makers are sort of creating that now. Um, and even when somebody smokes, sometimes they'll be self-referential. Right. You know, they'll actually mention it. Like, well, I know I shouldn't be smoking. It's almost like we have to have this this disclaimer when this happens. 
Well, I think it's interesting how there was kind of this, we can't talk about cigarettes, but we can joke all we want about smoking pot because that's okay. Yeah. And very often it'll be like, oh, I'm just going to take the edge off and somebody will light up or blaze up or, and it's, it's always this kind of funny thing where if you look back at movies in the eighties, they almost made fun of pot smoking like if they showed somebody smoking pot they would show them get the munchies they would show them act really weird yeah and now it's depicted as if oh this is just a normal thing you do and, right and, and it is interesting how That's sometimes true. we start to see we see the ramifications of that in the culture because um obviously uh movies in the 80s well i don't know about obviously but movies in the 80s were um, very uh, v- casual sex was kind of one of those things in the 70s and 80s that was kind of no big deal. Well, if you look at the Center for Disease Control's numbers on the, um, you know, on their youth risk behavior reports, uh, numbers were up for how many kids were actually having sex in the 80s than now. Yeah, wow. less kids are actually having sex now. Uh, now they're doing some other stuff, uh, you know, uh, and. We can go into that in a full different podcast, but <laughs> it is interesting to see how much media actually affects what young people are doing. That's super interesting, Jonathan. Yeah, and I to hop on that point a little bit, those 80s movies also tended to have really out-of-touch parents. Like, the parents were very unlikable often, if you saw them at all. Uh, right. You don't... There are still movies that do that today. Right. But I actually think that overall you see... a better depiction of parents than you used to back in our day see that's an that's one thing growing up that i absolutely my parents were very strict on it was interesting because like i always wanted to watch like lizzie mcguire or something other than the fact that my mom was like you already have a bad attitude you don't need to watch someone else with a bad attitude Um, (laughs) that's the most parental thing i've ever heard (laughs) they would sit down and they'd say like well you know all these parents depicted in these disney shows are completely out of touch and they're dumb and they like don't have any boundaries for their kids so no, this isn't how it's going to be. And so, of course, I don't see that as a kid. I just watch the show, but my parents are all about it. Well, well and since you're my kid's age, Kristen, uh, <laughs> I, will, I will attest that I said that to my daughters all the time because they always wanted all their friends watch the Disney Channel. And, and, you know, and honestly, there was a lot of innocent stuff there. But I, I tried to do what I encourage a lot of parents to do now, which is if your kids want to see something, I always say, sit down with them and try it. And I sat down with him and these parents were morons on the show. And the kids would often be like, oh, uh, my dad. And they would kind of straighten up dad and dad would literally end up being like, "Okay, I'm sorry. And I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, it was it was like kid kid world. I mean, it was it was terrible. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, and the other interesting thing that is happening right now in our current cultural moment is this sort of revisiting some of the ideas and the attitudes of the past. And, you know, there was a high profile case with Gone with the Wind being pulled temporarily from HBO Max. um, And then they put it back on with sort of a disclaimer of, um, you know, there are attitudes here, racial attitudes that are not reflective of where we're at culturally. And this week I came across an article. There is a cable service in Britain called Sky. They have begun adding warnings to tons of other movies um, and they label them with outdated attitudes, which is interesting to me, you know, because we talk about different kinds of content. If you look at the MPAA's movie, you know, rating system, it'll say, it might say sexual content or drinking or language. And now we're beginning to talk about not just what we see potentially, 
but attitudes on screens. And so some of them that they have slapped this outdated attitudes thing on are Dumbo, The Goonies, Trading Places, Aliens, Aladdin, Lawrence of Arabia, The Jazz Singer, The Lone Ranger. And it's interesting because I think I have a a really um, almost a schizophrenic reaction to it. In some ways, I think it's good. In some ways, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But I'm curious what you guys think about that. Well, this is probably off topic, but let me just quickly insert that I was pretty surprised by aliens. I was trying to figure out what bad attitudes were. Maybe the aliens eating, you know, humans' brains. I'm not really sure, but I was definitely surprised. I'm like, what is, what is aliens on the yeah, list for? I, mean, I have no idea. Pretty much all the aliens had a bad attitude. I think we can agree on yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. You know, for me... I actually like those warnings, and Mm. and let me explain why. I think that it is an acknowledgement that what we see on screen matters. Mm. Not just the smoking, not just the drinking, not just the sex. We're talking about the actual story. These movies influence how we think about things, how we feel about things. And I think that because of that... It's an acknowledgement that these movies are influential, which is something that plugged in we preach about totally. all the time. Yeah. I totally these agree with stories that. Mm. influence us. Mm. So so sort of an acknowledgement that these things may go off kilter a little bit is is I think a, a welcome change. I kind of have a tweet that I I read that I found it could go a lot of ways, but I found interesting to this. It says, I think most Christians would agree that Satan is an important part of Christian history. But if you put up a bunch of statues of him in your church, people might start to make assumptions about who you worship and what ideals you glorify. Wow. And I thought, whoo, that's like super convicting. But also entertainment shows us what we glorify. Mm. It shows us what assumptions we're making about where we are in culture. And it's very, it's very easy to be really quick to respond and say like, well, let the past be the past. Well, it doesn't always make it okay. Right. And so of course, like there's this constant evolve and change. And, and of course we could go in a million directions with this. So we should probably leave it where it is, but it, it is, it is very resonant about where we are as far as ideals are concerned. And it is reflected in modern day. I think that's a brilliant point. And I think that, that really when you, when you're looking about these, these warning labels, I think that, that. One of the things that that I'm gratified is that they're not taking these elements away from us. You know, I would be really sad if they they made it so that no one could see Gone with the Wind because it's obviously a really important movie. Um, But to acknowledge that culture is different now, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, I know. I I agree with that. And I, I think my initial reaction was something like, well, aren't there outdated attitudes in everything? Right. Because... Things age quickly. Now, some things stand the test of time. Some stories stand the test of time better than others. Or attitudes we wish right now that were outdated. Well, That currently exist, right? Exactly. But, you know, as you were saying, Paul, this is something that we emphasize at Plugged In all the time is that it's not just the specific kinds of content, but there are worldviews, there are attitudes, there are beliefs. And I think that we have to remember as we as we wrestle with movies and what's appropriate for our kids and what's not appropriate for our kids, everything is part of a cultural context. It was all created at a certain moment. Mm -hmm. And it may be with some things that we need to go back and have a conversation about what was happening. And and obviously right now, racism is a red hot subject and and rightly so. There There are a lot of things going on with that conversation that 
are incredibly important. Yeah. But there could be all sorts of other things, you know. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick the landing here. There are also movies that we may remember fondly that deal with things that we sort of forget about. I mean, yeah. how many of us can sing all of the songs from the Grease soundtrack? But at the core of the Grease story is a story that really is sort of a, a pro-abortion story. And, and we lose track of that. And so, you know, as we think about things that we remember fondly from our youth, you know, as we show them to our kids, there may be things we don't remember. But I think we need to be careful not to think just because it's older, it's automatically okay. And in fact, there may be things that we need to deal with that we haven't really grappled with. So um, it's not that it's getting worse and worse and worse. It's that I think in every age, there's stuff that's good and stuff that's problematic. And here at Plugged In, our desire is to really challenge you, to equip you, and to encourage you with regard to to those things so that you can enter into a conversation with your kids, with your family, and and it can be something that you're engaged in together as you shape your family's worldviews and what you value. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our conversation today about how sometimes the good old days maybe weren't as good as we remember, and sometimes stories from the past include issues that we've got to navigate in new ways in our present cultural moment. If you've got a story about how you've seen something from your past through new eyes as an adult or maybe years later, let us know about that. You can email us at team at thepluggedinshow.com. And if you've enjoyed our conversation, we talk about these sorts of topics all the time in our blog, and you'll find a link to it on the episode notes for today's show. And be sure to leave a review on the Apple podcast page or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening today. As always, we look forward to connecting with you again next week for another episode of The Plugged In Show. Plugged In.